0: And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Kish Patel on the line. He's the CEO over at Kunai. Uh, Kish, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Kunai and how you're working within the financial services industry. But before we do that, uh, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in business and as an entrepreneur? Sure.
1: Uh, I think I started out in high school where um, I was taking independent artists uh, that I had made contact with through Twitter and other uh, online formats like MySpace back in the day. And, um, and giving them the opportunity for me to distribute their CDs. These are independent artists, not on, um, music labels, uh, that had no money. And I was trying to convince them to, uh, to let me distribute their CDs for money, which was, uh, which was probably the worst business decision of my life. But, um, it, it got me into the, the mode of, of trying to figure out impossible problems, which, um, didn't quite figure that one out, but got me into, uh, an interesting position. Uh, where I was finishing up in college, fast forward to end of college. And, uh, I had been in touch with a former professor of mine, uh, about a new business that, uh, he was considering building out. And, uh, I joined his little startup down in El Segundo, uh, California, where we took movie clips, um, from catalog, uh, um, uh catalog studios and uh, cut them up into fun greeting cards uh, for people to send around for special occasions. And, uh, that business was interesting too, because it, you know, it was entertainment and who isn't interested in entertainment. It's fun. It's exciting. It's movies. And, uh, you know, this was pre sort of memes being a thing. And so, uh, we, we invested a good amount of money in that and time in that and trying to make that happen. Um, didn't quite get the traction that we needed. So we we wrapped that up after about a, a year and a half so pretty consistently trying to solve problems um that either didn't exist or uh problems that were impossible to solve or or weren't uh in good timing um so i shifted gears and, and mentality a little bit into that and and realized that hey i need to go and find something that has traction already as opposed to starting up myself and uh and hopped on a train uh, and that train was called Monsoon. It was a, a product development agency based out in um, in Oakland. And that um, agency had been doing reasonably well for a couple years. And I, uh, I convinced them to let me join by taking a, a tiny salary, barely anything that you could live on in the Bay Area. Um, but what I insisted on was them making me a partner. Um, so they brought me on to help build out um, new opportunities, new projects with a, a bunch of different types of clients. Um, that needed their app or website or, um, you know, their systems built out. And so I was working on that for, for about six months. Um, and we had pulled in clients like within that six months, Capital One and Bloomberg and Visa. And, and we started to get a lot of concentration in, in the world of financial services. And, uh, within that six months, this is the, the end of 2014. I um I heard from the the partners that we had an offer to to purchase the company. Um and, and Capital One was the uh, was the company that was interested in purchasing uh the team out uh here in uh in Oakland and uh within 6 months we closed that transaction and and that's actually how we landed on starting Kanai.
0: Wow, what an amazing story. I love this because um really you went through you know different transitions different iterations as as all of us do as entrepreneurs um to really find something that that meshed well with you and, and I, I love it uh And obviously, we all learn from, you know, the ups, the downs, the sideways of of business, right? And being an entrepreneur. Um, That being said, there's some younger entrepreneurs that are listening. Maybe they're out there and they're still in that beginner stage to where they're still on that first project or maybe the second one. And it didn't go quite the way they wanted it to. What kind of advice would you give to that entrepreneur that's really still trying to get some traction out there?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. You know, the, the one thing that I've always reflected on looking back at, the, at those first two is that I thought the first thing that you had to do was figure out what you're passionate about and then go and pursue that relentlessly. And And I think that's true for some people, but I think a lot of people haven't quite figured out what that thing is. And so they'll spend hours and hours and hours on the internet, watching YouTube, watching TV, looking on reading on Twitter, reading on Reddit, um, to kind of figure out that secret thing that they may not have figured out yet, um, or looking for that one trick that could uh, unlock what they're passionate about. Well what I kind of figured out was that you can become passionate about anything if you put in the time um, and if you if you switch up your mindset about what you're working on. And so when I joined Monsoon, it was, it was an interesting business. I knew nothing about it and I sure as hell wasn't excited about the idea of doing product development. I had no idea really what that meant as an agency. Um, but what was interesting to me was that, um, I had the opportunity to come in, uh, into this business that already had traction, right? So there was, there was a market. Um, validation of what this this business is doing and as it turns out there's thousands of agencies out there that are doing the same thing and so uh, what was clear to me was was that there was space for a business like this and there's no shame in you know not coming up with this visionary idea that um, you you know we are constantly sold that we have to do if this is what you know you want to do as as a business owner
0: no, I, I love it, and uh, and I think it's so true. And so the, sometimes when people say the passion part, and I and I think about it, and I'm like, yeah, that doesn't happen for everybody though. Like I can't tell, I couldn't tell you that I was going to be a passionate podcaster uh, five years ago, or you know what I mean, or whatever. I I would have had no idea. I was in wealth management for almost for almost 14 years. Um, before transitioning and understanding media and, uh, and certain other things I do. And now I know um, where, where, where my passions lie and where my direction lies. And I can tell you because every Friday afternoon when I'm done recording, I'm like, oh man, I want to record some more. <laughs> and I'm waiting right. for Monday, like, come on. Like, maybe I should start recording on the weekend. I don't know. But like, that's how I know, like for myself, for obviously everybody, different industries, different things, um, they would they would know, you know, um, they have their own tall tale signs of of what they're into. But I love how you bring that up because I think there's this assumption and it takes some of the pressure off of the people listening. So if you're just getting out of college, if you're five years out of college and you still don't know what you're passionate about, it's okay. You're in good company. Most people out there in their fifties don't know either. That's a little tip for you right there. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Most people die. Most
1: people die before knowing what they're passionate I didn't I about, wasn't
0: but. I wasn't gonna go morbid with it, Kish, but you know <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that. That that's not gonna be your quote of the day don't worry (laughs) let's let's change it up a bit let's uh let's let's get into what you're doing as ceo over at uh, kunai so you you got into it just a little let's talk let's expand so what so what kind of projects and what what are you working on over there yeah
1: sure so uh, look we we sold this this business to to capital one right and we had a a team of, of product managers designers engineers all under the same roof building some some really cool products and um, you know, we would seen some traction with the financial services industry. Obviously, Capital One bought the company, but, you know, we had Bloomberg and Visa and other customers knocking on our door saying, hey, we're interested in what you're doing. Um, you know, can you help us? And given that the Capital One is seen sort of as the, the most, you know, forward thinking and, and technology forward um, uh, bank in the country, it seemed like a very natural transition for us to use that story of, hey, we had... You know a team of thirty eight people who are working on on cool products for Capital One uh, go and get acquired by Capital One. We can do that for any other bank in the country or any other company that's that's delivering financial services um, you know to the team the American customer base and and potentially even globally after that and so we took that story and we went to gosh <laughs> pretty much every single bank in the country. Um, every bank that most people know about and said, look, we've done this to Capital One. We can build out a team. We can go build whatever products you want to build. What do you think? And so we we slowly but surely started to pick up more clients and have continued to, to do work in this space. Unfortunately, I have to be careful about the, the client names that I mentioned. Um, but we're working with the top three banks in the country. Um, we're all working with all three major card networks. We're doing a lot of work in the tax and accounting space uh, and building out products anywhere from a mobile app that will help you manage your travel expenses. If you're driving for Uber or Lyft um, all the way up to a, you know, machine learning platform that'll help you uh, analyze a, a contract to assess for any risk that might be in that document. And so we're building that all behind the scenes and sort of this, uh, back office engine behind our uh, behind our clients in uh in helping them live up to the promise that they are are sharing with Wall Street that as a bank they are now becoming technology companies um and and when you think about a uh you know a, a company like Capital One or Citi or you know JP Morgan Chase or um, Bank of America they're pretty consistently telling Wall Street we're a technology company but at the same time struggle to compete for the talent that is capable of doing this work because who wants to go work for Bank of America when Uber or Facebook or Google is knocking on their door with free shuttles with Wi-Fi and free dinners and unlimited vacation policies and no dress code. Um, and so we offer that alternative to, to these companies by um, introducing some of that culture within our business that allows for all that flexibility and adaptability um, to uh, to how work is being done in the technology industry and bringing that to the banking industry.
0: Oh, that's great. Um, so, Kish, if somebody's listening to this and they want to learn more about Kunai, um, what's the best way for them to follow up?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you can email me directly at kp at kun.ai. We've got that cool domain, kun.ai. And, uh, you can reach out to me directly as well at, uh, on Twitter at KH P-A-T-E-L. P-A-T-E-L.
0: Fantastic. Um, Well, hey, Kish, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background, all the great work you're doing at uh, Kunai. And uh, to the audience, as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Kish, thanks again for coming on the show.